and on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR, entertaining sports talk. It's a uh, Zeke's Pizza Thirsty Thursday here on the radio program. Puck and Gas back at the Carter Volkswagen studio. Oh, we brought in our friends at Zeke's Pizza. They've done it again. Bring us pizza and beer every single Thursday. Download the uh, Zeke's Pizza app right now if you want pizza, beer, wine, cider delivered to you. They've been doing this for now for uh, several weeks at all Zeke's Pizza locations. So, along with your pizza, if you'd like, you know, when you're lazy, you're watching soccer, it's underway right now. Uh, Argentina, who's Argentina playing again? Argentina. I think Cliff Averill's going to love Zeke's Pizza Thursday. And, uh, and, and Cliff joins us right now on the Bacon Plumbing Hotline. Cliff, right now we've got a Laurel Wood uh, Free Range Red Ale. It's 5.9% alcohol, so it's got a little kick to it. It's a Northwest yeah. uh, twist on the classic amber ale with a hop aroma and, as you know, Cliff, a strong malt backbone. Laurel Wood yeah. Brewing Company out of Portland, Oregon. The The reason uh, Laurel Wood Brewery is really special to my heart, when uh, Furness and I were down in Portland uh, doing our little radio program, and the craft brewer, you know, brew industry was really taking off down there when we were, when we were uh, doing shows down in Portland, Laurel Wood was one of the first ones down there. And Laurel would used mm-hmm. to bring us beer and food in all the time, like once a week. And it was like on a Friday. And they'd bring in, in the beer, the strongest beer in the world. And literally, we could not complete the show because everyone was, <laughs> everyone would start drinking around three o'clock, and by about four o'clock, everybody was done. So there you go. That's everybody what you have. <laughs> yeah, Cliff, this is what you have to look forward to on Thursdays: a uh, beer and pizza from Zeke. So uh, start to uh, start. Good. Yeah, start preparing yourself. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I can't wait. I can't wait to try it out. What uh, what kind of beer does Cliff Averill like? I mean, beer is a tough question anymore. There's still those that just like the traditionals. There's some that like the more the micro brews. Or do, do, I mean, I, I don't know if you're drinking beer twenty four seven. I kind of doubt it. But when you sit down to have a beer, what's Cliff Averill prefer? You know what? I, I'm not really a big beer drinker. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. You know what I mean? But sure. I, I don't. I've, I've never really gotten into it. Uh, I'm more of a, a vodka guy from time to time, yeah. but I, I don't drink often. I feel like the athlete now is not like the athlete that once was. Like, I think the athlete, yeah, the athlete now, Cliff, well, you can speak to this because you're actually an athlete, not me. That <laughs> they're so conscious of what they put in their body, right? So it's like if they're going to yeah. drink, like you see the NBA players. Like if I see another photo of LeBron, Carmelo, and Dwayne Wade sitting around clinking a, a Merlot glass. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one too many of it. But, like, those guys are drinking red wine. NFL players, every time I see an NFL player, like when you guys have your parties and events and I see a picture like the Seahawks put out, it's, oh, it is like a mixed drink. It's a cocktail. I don't see beers. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we've moved past the days of, like, Larry Bird sitting around in a picture with Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson famously yeah. drinking, like, 25 beers. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think guys are really, uh, you know, drinking. They're not drinking as much in general because uh, we're, we're starting to realize, you know, the, the how it works with the body and, and guys are paying attention to what they put into their bodies. So guys aren't drinking as much. And, yeah, the beer, uh, yeah, I don't really see too many guys drinking that as well. But I, I agree with you. The LeBrons and those guys, they're drinking red wine because and, and it has its, its little health kick to it but also you can get the buzz yeah uh but you know yeah guys definitely pay attention a little more to what they're putting in their body nowadays 
Cliff, a lot of pro teams have gotten away from this when, when you were playing with the, the Seahawks or even the Lions before. Was there some beer on the team playing, say, on the way home from a game? You've worked your ass off. You've played hard. Would, would guys have a couple of beers to unwind, or is that just something that's just not done anymore because more teams have gotten away from that? No, um, you know what? That, that kind of started winding down a little bit when I first got into the league because mm-hmm. uh, I used to hear about the older guys talking about it. But, you know, some guys will get the rookies to go buy them some, not necessarily beer, but they go get them some, you know, some Hennessy or something or some, <laughs> some, some vodka or something like that, right. you know, to, to, to kind of mellow out after a game. But if, you, if you're dehydrated, it, it makes for a long flight, though. You, you end up cramping up, and, and that does, it, it can be awkward sometimes. Right. There used to, Cliff, there used to be this, uh, this great baseball player, a uh, legendary baseball player. His name was Wade, Wade Boggs. Okay, Wade, Wade played for the Red Sox and played for later for the Yankees. So Jeff Nelson, who used to work at this radio station, who pitched for both the Yankees and the Mariners, and he used to do we had a we had a baseball postgame show here, and he was telling me one night the story of Wade Boggs on a flight from Seattle to New York City, which is probably what <laughs> five five hours, five hours, yeah. The guy crushes twenty seven beers. On the flight from Seattle to New York City, Jeez. twenty like light beer, but I don't care. Right, right. I don't care if it's yeah, Coors Light. He gets yeah. off the he gets off the plane. He turns the Nelly, Jeff Nelson, and goes up. Anybody want to go out? <laughs> I mean, that is a professional oh, drinker. Wow. Well, remember, I no mean, doubt about it. And Pat Pat Summerall, who ended up you know, getting the cure. Pat had a huge drinking problem. And he talked about the, the when he finally realized he hit rock bottom. Was he had he had some incident on a plane? He didn't get out of control, but like he got sick on a plane, and they they, they walked him back through and and from the end of an NFL game until like nine o'clock that night, he had had something like twenty three mixed drinks. Yeah, oh, you know, wow. starting at the stadium and then and you know, and so the the guys that can do it, man, we're, you know, we're just having one red ale here. Well, I don't know, Cliff. You, you don't sound like you don't sound like uh, uh, much of a drinker, and that's fine. That will change in July when you start. Um, <laughs> But are you a plain drinker? Like, I'm not a plain drinker. No. No, I can't just, I, I can't just drink just to drink either, though. Like, yeah. I have to be, it has to be in a crowd. It has to be in a, a, a fun setting for me to, to drink a little bit. But uh, I don't drink often. But when I do, it definitely has to be around a bunch of friends and, and you know, having a good time. What would you say? I can't to, just drink at home. What would you say to someone that does drink at home, like, in their basement but locks the door so the kids can't get down there and is down there for... <laughs> several hours yelling at the TV. What would you call that person? Uh, I'm not into name calling, but you know, you might want to get checked out. <laughs> hey, do you, do you, I can't stand yeah, I can't stand drinking on a plane. Yeah. I'm mean, really? not even one. I really? just it drives me nuts. Boy, I enjoy I the hell out, I enjoy the hell out of a high altitude oh, cocktail. I know, I'll I, say I, that. I'm very weird. I agree. Hey uh Cliff, uh, Cliff if, it's, if it's a long flight if it's a long flight, I'll definitely have at least one just the Knock the edge off and then try to hopefully go to sleep. Go to sleep, yeah, uh, yeah, there yeah. Now, do you, since we're since we're talking about all this, uh, you, you may have noticed that occasionally the fans at NFL games tend to imbibe a little bit. You, <laughs> do, do, do you ever remember, like, like let's say in the fourth quarter of a game where you've got it in hand, where you, the team you're playing for is ahead, say thirty-five to ten, and the game's over, and you're starting to loosen up and relax a little bit on the sides. Anybody ever like going, "Hey, look at this guy up here. Take a look at how drunk this one guy is." You guys ever pointing yeah. out guys in the stands who have, who have had a little bit uh-huh. too much? All the time. <laughs> All the time, yeah. We'll look back in the stands and, you know, I'll tap on one of the guys and one of the guys will tap on me like, look at this guy. Like, we've seen guys getting carried out, carried out of stadiums mm-hmm. because they're too drunk. 
Um, you know, we definitely get laughs out of that from time to time, for sure. <laughs> Do, what, when does it – how much have you noticed, in, like in your first, first year in the league, has it gotten mm-hmm. worse – did, did it get worse for you, the fan behavior? You go back to last year when you look at the game in Jacksonville, right? Where it gets, it just kind of gets out of hand. It was Who is it, Quentin Jefferson? Quentin, yeah, Quentin, yeah. You know, and he's, and he's being left the field, and guys throw beer on him. I mean, it just, you know, at that point, I understand, hey, if you're Quentin or anybody else, just get to the locker room as fast as you can. And I agree with that side of it, Cliff, but I also then agree with, man, if you're a fan, you just can't say and do whatever you want without any repercussions like, at all. Like, that's it's, it's not the way it should be. I agree. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I think I have the biggest issue. Uh, my biggest issue, what I would say, is, you know, fans tend to, you know, say what they want, you know, throw beer, whatever. But as a professional athlete, as a human being, you know, you're going to react depending on what that person does, but they expect you to act a different way. Like, oh, you know, you're a professional athlete. You shouldn't act like that. This guy just cussed me out and threw a beer in my face. Like, I'm going to defend myself if I'm on the field or if I'm anywhere else. Like, you know, you should defend yourself. So I, I, I sometimes I don't like the way those lines get blurred sometimes. I mean, that happened, was it Jacksonville last year? You guys are coming mm-hmm. off the field, a hor- horrible loss. Yeah. You guys, you, know, you kind of stepped in it at the end there. Somebody's yelling. I forget who it was. Who was, was it? I can't remember. One of the guys yeah. walked over. Well, it was it was the it was the player was Quentin Jefferson. That's right. Who was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. was kicked out of the game, and then he walked over there, and they they were the the guy threw beer on him. Yeah, and and I, I know what you mean, Cliff, because I'm sitting there watching that, thinking, "Come on, man, you've got to be better than that." On the other hand, we're all human. Who wants to have some you know idiot unloading on you when you're in a lousy mood anyway? I mean, it it, it and I noticed it more. God, years ago when I was covering the NBA, I was amazed because there the fans are literally on top of the players, and they'll say yeah. anything, and I'm like. How do the how do you guys manage to keep your cool in that? Because you're right, it would be totally natural to just finally go. You know, enough. I'm I'm going to go up and confront this idiot. Well, I don't have a problem with the, the the talking trash. That that's part of it. You know, you experience that from high school on up. That's that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about people that are throwing stuff on you and mm-hmm. you know, hit you in the back of the head or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, like now. You know, that, I think that's more of an issue than the, the trash talking. We're used to that. You know, we're doing that on the field anyway. So that's, <laughs> that's not a problem. It's, it's more so the physical part of it. That's when I have an issue with, with fans. And, and, you know, and they expect you to act a certain way. But, you know, again, you, you, you put your hands on me. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different reaction. I've always, want, I've always wanted this, uh, uh, Cliff. And, again, Cliff Averill uh, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Soon, in a couple of weeks, we won't say you're joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. We'll be able to say you'll be right across. From me, can I guess it? Can I have his Thursday guest slot? Yeah, can you I come, come on every Thursday? Thursday? Hey, Thursdays what's going on, guys? Uh, he'll be uh, starting July 9th. He'll be sitting in here. He doesn't know what he's getting into, but he knows on Thursdays he's getting beer and he's getting pizza. Uh, so July 9th, the very first show there uh, for Cliff Averill uh, with me and this radio station on 950 KJR. Um, when you're walking out, I've always wondered this with athletes, out of the tunnel, Can you? is it just so loud or do you guys block it out? Can you hear what people are saying? Can you pick up like individual like you know taunts and people yelling at you? Only if you actually stare at the person. And that's why most guys usually just either stare at the ground or you know kind of stare through people. Right. But it, that's the only time you'll actually pick up on if someone's talking crazy to you or whatever is if you actually see like see the face and, and kind of see where the voice is coming from. Um, but I know for myself, I would never, I never looked into the stands and never looked into the crowd unless, you know, we're up by big and we're looking for drunk people. 
you, you know, the other thing that's funny, and you see this at games, again, I saw it more at NBA games because it's just you can hear in an NBA. Yeah, you're Those right guys can hear. You guys in a big stadium, it's hard. But I always liked it when a heckler would get off a good line and somebody would start laughing, like your yes. teammate might start laughing. Say, you got to admit, man, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you get, you get, that, you get, you get guys like Michael B- Mike B- Bennett who, you know, for whatever reason, he can hear everything everybody's saying. And, you know, he's like, man, listen, listen to the crap he's saying back there or, you know, whatever. And, and guys do get a good laugh at it, out of it sometimes. But then some people take it too too serious or too personal. And, and you know, that's when it's kind of, all right, then shut up. You just right. watch the game and shut up. Right. Uh, Cliff, you're a, you're a huge basketball fan. And we all know it's like the amount of trash talking that happens on a basketball floor. You you, you can see it all the time. And, yeah. And, and basketball is the greatest sport in terms of being able – because they're not wearing anything. I mean, they're wearing a, a exactly. tank top and shorts. And they, you can, they're exposed. And everyone is so close to it. So you can see of the trash talking that's going on on the floor. How much trash talking actually takes place on the on the football field? Man, it just depends on who you're playing. If if this trash talking is going to be, you know, a DB with a wide receiver, because both of those guys are prima donnas, uh, so they got to <laughs> they got to get their, you know, they got to go at it. Um, from time to time, you know, uh, you'll have D linemen talking trash to quarterbacks or you know D linemen. It just depends on the vibe, but. Usually the guys on the outside, you know, that, that aren't hitting every play that have enough energy to talk trash. Uh, the guys on the inside, D-linemen, O-linemen, will kind of save our energy because talking trash will definitely take it out of you a little bit. With the energy and the heat and the noise in the stadium, how tough is communication? Like if you're in the huddle late in the game on the road, I mean, is it hard to, to have that quick conversation you need to have? Or you're on the sidelines and your defensive line coach or your, or your defensive coordinators wanting to communicate with you and it's got to be done quickly. How? I mean, we all just take for granted that, that okay, that must be easy, but I'm, I'm assuming at times it's really difficult. Oh, no, it can definitely be difficult, especially for us when we used to play at home and, and, and uh, Central Link or whatnot. Um, you know, the Monday night games, the Sunday night games are probably the hardest. And Bobby literally would have to speak to each individual person in the, in their ear hole, in their helmet or whatever. And that sometimes takes uh, a lot of time. But um, it can be difficult. You know, that can be three feet away from you. You really can't hear anything they're saying. So uh, that, that takes, you know, time. It takes – guys have, you know, sign language and different things like that that they try to use. But uh, we definitely, it, it can be hard. It can be hard for players, but at the same time, you know, when the play is going on for D linemen, that's the best thing ever. When it's so loud, where the team can't audible out of plays, and you know they're going to snap the ball on on the first down and different things like that. You know, it's definitely an advantage um, if if you have that, that that crowd noise. Are you getting into the World Cup at all? Just just so you know, we we've got money on the line here. Uh, on this show, and I, I, well, kind of money on the line. Argentina, France, and Portugal. If you're watching any of it, Cliff, and you and I want to be best friends, you need to pull for those three teams. We need Argentina, France, and Portugal to be able to move on through. France has already moved on through, okay? So I need you, uh-huh. we need you cheering right now for Argentina and Portugal. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do that. Um, I haven't been keeping up. My friends, some of my friends are big soccer guys. You know, being hasty in soccer is like the number one sport. Sure, so yeah. Yeah. everyone's telling. I'm around those guys all the time, and they're talking about it. And you know, I, I hear them, but I don't necessarily know what the heck is going on. But uh, you know, I, I'll definitely be pulling for those guys. There you go. It's a great question. When, you, when you're you're going to be sitting in this seat in a couple of weeks, what else besides you have ranked the sports outside of football? Like what's your what's your favorite sport now that you're no longer a football player, going to be a broadcaster? Obviously, you know football like the back of your hand. What what is is, is basketball next? Is baseball? Is there something kind of off the grid that you're a fan of? 
basketball would be first, actually. Okay. Um, then football. Then football. Uh, then I, I, I like watching. Uh, I'm, I'm a big. I'm big into boxing right now. Boxing mm-hmm. is, is a big thing for me. Right. And then um, you know, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about baseball. I've never, for whatever reason, I've never really gotten into it. And then uh, soccer would be last, I guess. All right. We need. We we're, we're in the midst of it right now, Cliff. Your first show. We're going to put you to test in your very first show in July to to break down so far your your thoughts and observations of the 2018 Mariners team. So I don't know. And and we're just. Exactly. And I'm just going to ask you the question. Leave the studio and give you the floor for an hour to break down what you've seen so far with the Mariners. With, but yeah, they're on yeah. a. Don't do that to me. No, they're on a, it's, Here's the thing about it. They are on this season. Why it's so fun to watch the Mariners this season is that it's been such a long time that they've been good, and it's one like mm-hmm. they're like people in this town. You experienced it with the Seahawks, but you haven't yep. been able to experience it with the Mariners being in town, or even when the Sonics were here. Because when the you were when you were here, the Sonics were gone. This city yep. loves teams that are successful, and it's probably not unlike any other oh, city. Yeah. But we love to jump on board and fully support it. The Mariners have just been dormant for so long that there's there's this fan base in this city that is waiting to explode, and and I think it's kind of exploded already in terms of supporting this team, right? I mean, it's just it's kind of it's been it's like right before the the uh, the explosion of like a of, a of a mountain, right? Like Mount St. Helens before it explodes. People are wanting to explode because there's a huge and rich kind of baseball community here. Most definitely. No, I mean, just in general, the Seattle community, that that area, that, it's a it's the ultimate, you know, sports city. If you know, especially once teams start doing well, they're they're definitely going to rally behind you. And it's good to see what the Mariners are doing. You know, I actually I'm I'm real close with Cruz, Nelson Cruz, and you know to see what those guys are doing and and to see how how well they're playing. And then again, for the city to get behind them, uh, it's amazing. Um, and Seattle's, like I said, is, is the ultimate. Uh, city for sports because the fans will definitely follow. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll cut you loose. I, I know you're headed to the airport. Uh, we'll chat with you next week, and then we'll see you in a couple weeks uh, when you start here on July 9th. Yes, sir. Good, good uh, being on the show this week, and uh, talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. All right, good boss. Stuff. There he is. Cliff Averill. Uh, Cliff and uh, Puck starting on uh, July 9th, and he'll be sitting right across there, and we'll, again, we'll just... Hey, what do you think of the Mariners? And then I'll just go and grab another Laurelwood beer and go out in the sports pit and hang out. Is it off the cliff with Puck yet? I mean, off come the up cliff? with a name. No, there's there's so many cl- oh, cliff God. notes. Yeah, yeah, they're off yeah. the cliff. Yeah, it'll be great. He'll be he'll be wonderful. The guy is a huge sports fan, and he's he's the best thing about him. He's a great personality. The probably when I say no ego or z- that doesn't really have an ego, zero ego. Yeah, right. Like, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. He's guy. no guile. No yeah, guile. No, exactly no agenda. Right. It just there's Absolutely. just. You know, I've loved having him on as a guest here because you start to get a flavor for he is yeah. going to be willing to be unfiltered. And that's hard. That's a hard thing for a sure. guy to go from being a player to a broadcaster and not want to button up and say, I'm not going to tell you that. I, he's been really open with telling us some fun stuff. Frankly, I don't like what I've seen from Argentina so far against yeah. uh, Croatia. I don't like it one bit. Croatia's and not somebody better around. Somebody better get into these guys. Argentina, Croatia, no score right now. They are in the uh, 40 uh, second minute of the match. All right, when we come up next, uh, we have to go over our celebrity guest list for our our vet next Tuesday. Also, uh, gas. What's on his mind? Coming up next.